Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of the Kemi Podcast. I am Aditi Randadi again, a third year undergraduate student at Bombay College of Pharmacy and the Vice President of ACS BCP Student Chapter. Today's episode revolves around some booming and engrossing scientific disciplines which are very crucial when it comes to research and I find them very intriguing. The guest of today's episode is Dr. Rachna Kaul. She is an assistant professor of biotechnology and biochemistry at Bombay College of Pharmacy. She holds a PhD in molecular medicine and her fields of expertise are cell and molecular biology, immunology and molecular medicine. The host of today's episode is me and I want to know her experience in this fields. So let us switch ourselves to the learning mode and hear from our expert. A very warm welcome to you, Dr. Rachna. Thanks, Aditi. Thank you so much for inviting me. Before jumping right into the technical segment, we would first like to know about your journey in molecular biology and immunology. How it has been? Uh, well, talking about my journey, actually, I never planned going into this field. It just happened. Actually, nothing in my life has gone in the way I have planned. So I would say like all the science students in the school, I too aimed at one point for uh, the medical entrance exams, but I don't know why I lost, totally lost interest in that. Okay, so I thought that I will go into pure sciences and I was interested in biology since I was, I, I can say three years, four years because my mother was a biology teacher. But I never really liked uh, the pure botany and zoology. Biology at that time means st- uh, meant studying botany and zoology only. But I never wanted to study botany and zoology. I wanted to study about the genes, yeah, and uh, cell biology. I was what I was interested in. So after I did my uh, class twelfth, so I found out that uh, I'm I'm from Delhi. So I found out that in Delhi University there are only four colleges. which offer this biochemistry at a undergraduate level but in delhi university the cutoffs for good courses in colleges it is really very high so i don't know somehow i was lucky to score good marks in class 12th and i got admission in biochemistry honors course in delhi university and in my college we had uh, some really great teachers especially i would like to name uh, dr sunita joshi whom I credit for developing my interest in the field of molecular biology and cell biology like in that time i was i am talking about uh, 1993 94 so at that time there were no projection systems no videos which we have access to these days and which have made the teaching process similar the simpler the understanding of the concept is very simple now if we see those videos but uh, dr joshi she had a unique way of teaching and it was really mesmerizing so she was very different from any other teachers and for her class at undergraduate level we used to study only from research papers so during my graduation i was really influenced by her and uh, this cell biology molecular biology and immunology they became my favorite subjects and uh, 
our course it was pretty tough and the college was more like school <laughs> with strict discipline and a very punctual schedule nothing of what image of college we have from the movies so after i finished my graduation so i cleared this all india entrance exams for pg admission in biotechnology and i got a seat in uh, punjab university department of biotechnology so i'm now i'm talking about 1995 yeah so at that time only few universities they offered biotech at the pg level ug level pay it was not there at all at pg level only handful of universities used to offer that course so in punjab university our department it had a collaboration with the csir institute called micro uh, institute of microbial technology and uh, four days in a week we used to go to that institute it is called as imtech in short and uh, the scientists over there used to take our classes and in our uh, class there were only 10 students nine girls and one boy so the uh, student number was not much so many times the our classes used to take place in the labs only okay the scientists would call us in the lab and there only they would take our classes and again over there the way of teaching it was very different more of exper- experimental and research based like uh, i can give an example like when in the theory we were taught taught about the electron microscopy we actually went to the em lab and saw how the instrument works how do we prepare the specimen and how do we do the imaging and when the dna sequencing was taught we went to the sequencing lab and saw the working of the dna sequencer so there we could just walk into any lab and uh, could learn whatever technique we wanted to so as a student i really looked forward going there and learning new things and uh, after two wonderful years of masters in chandigarh then there came a phase which was totally unexpected i would say uh, i joined a phd program in post graduate institute of medical education and research in chandigarh and i worked there for about 8 to 9 months but somehow i didn't like the place and lab and i left it and then i came back to delhi so in delhi i joined as a research fellow in department of gastroenterology gb pan hospital under professor sk sarin who is now heading institute of liver and biliary sciences in delhi so my area of work over there was to study the pathogenesis of hepatitis b virus and hepatitis c virus in indian population so professor sarin is a very dynamic person and i really learned a lot in my tenure over there and i got to interact with very eminent scientists both uh, in india and in abroad and uh, after i worked for about 2 years over there and then i got a job offer from the oncology division new drug development facility at dabur research foundation and therein i worked exclusively on the cell culture system and uh, development of new cell culture based models for testing of drugs so i i say that i loved my job over there 
and uh, i made very good friends over there also but somewhere in my mind there was a hidden desire to do phd from a good lab but now i had a good job also so if i had to do a phd i had to find a source of funding also because i had got used to getting a salary so after 3 years of working with our research foundation and one day i randomly appeared for the icmr scholarship exam and cleared it and also i got admission in special center for molecular medicine jawaharlal nehru university in delhi so then i resigned from my job and then joined the jnu as a research scholar which i can say was a life changing experience for me my phd mentors were uh, professor kasturi datta who is a very well known and eminent scientist in the field of cell and molecular biology and professor rakesh tyagi and i am really lucky to have great mentors uh, madam has supported me in every possible way during my phd more so when my daughter hia she was born in the third year of phd so i got full support from uh, my mentor and also from my seniors and juniors in the lab so it was very encouraging and loving atmosphere in the lab it became like my second family and my other mentor professor tyagi he was always very patient and friendly i still till date i have very good relations with him and i can discuss anything and everything with him so i learned a lot of things from my lab seniors okay for uh, after i joined the jnu for the first one year it just went by learning different techniques from different people by working with them and observing them like uh, i can give you an example like if we want to over express some protein in bacteria using recombinant dna technology and now we have to purify the expressed protein from the cell lysate which contains hundreds and thousands of other proteins also so what systems you will use for that what type of chromatography you will be using what columns you will be using what buffers you will be using so these things you have to learn by working with your seniors okay otherwise you have to develop the system again from the scratch so for uh, our phd what we do we make a hypothesis and we work on that before we start working on that the tools which we have to use for addressing our problems they should be known to us so that's why in this field learning multiple techniques and using them to solve our problem i think that is of utmost importance so that was a work culture with jnu from morning 8 am till 10 in the night we used to tirelessly work just to learn different techniques because once the seniors they finish their work once they leave the lab if you don't learn from them then again for developing that procedure that technique you have to again break your head so it is better to learn from your seniors before they leave the lab so my work for uh, phd again involved a lot of cell culture and molecular biology based techniques and also a lot of uh, microscopic imaging both fluorescent microscopy and electron microscopy it is indeed amazing and inspiring
you have a post doctoral degree from national institute of immunology how was your experience working there do you miss it i will not say that i miss it but i really enjoyed my tenure over there so like we know that phd is the highest degree post doctorate is not a degree but it is a research experience which you have post your phd so i have done my post doc from national institute of immunology so it is called as nii in short and nii is in the campus of jnu itself jnu is in like a huge campus okay and within the campus there are many other institutes also so this nii is a department of biotechnology sponsored institute and uh, it is a government institute and it has a generous funding and all the labs over there they are world class labs with all the facilities and all the good instruments over there so if i look back at uh, my period in nri again my mentor over there was uh, dr shrinivasa gopalan who had joined the institute one year back only and he had uh, recently came from us and he was on uh, a fellowship over here and his work style was totally different from what i had seen in jnu and in my previous workplaces he was really very dynamic very energetic impatient and full of ideas and very very well read all the time he was just reading the papers only and he was working on a new field which is called as metabolic glycan engineering and i was his first postdoc student so in that lab on weekly basis we all of us all the phd students the research fellows and myself we used to sit together and we used to design new experiments based on our problems and sometimes we used to succeed and sometimes not but i always uh, used to be on my toes over there and there was never a dull moment in the lab uh, i remember that uh, uh, we were stuck at one particular ex- experiment since long and we tried different methods to prove the theory which we had in our mind but we were not getting the desired result and uh, the day i got the result i was in dark room and i was developing my western blots and uh, when i saw the bands at the place where it was expected i really just screamed and i came running to the lab and seeing that everyone else too was so excited and we were just everybody was screaming that we have achieved what we wanted to do like we have proved our hypothesis so it was a breakthrough which were we were looking for since last so many months and based on that experiment we got to publish our results in jacks yeah so i would like to ask you do you think post doctoral is becoming more popular nowadays like today most research enthusiasts don't usually stop at phd i suppose is it correct though post doctoral experience is important like i told you it is not a degree it is just experience which you get post your phd so it is important to do post doc before you land up doing any job because for getting a job you need to get good publications right so to increase your research experience and to get more publications so many people they opt for post doc after their phd in fact all of my batchmates went to us for doing their post doc after the phd okay so currently what research are you working on currently i would say i'm not working on any research project due to 
before like covid 19 we know since last one and a half years we have been working from home only so i many times work with the pharmacology masters and phd students who need assistance in molecular biology related techniques like pcr western blotting and uh, also um, every year i am having a three to four final year b pharm students they come for project to me and uh, i have re- uh, written a research grant also so hopefully if it comes through we can start something i can start think of starting something moving on molecular medicine is a broad field and holds a chief role in the new drug development process dr rachna what exactly is molecular medicine molecular medicine if you see definition of molecular medicine molecular medicine tells us how certain genes molecules and cellular functions may be abnormal in diseases uh, many diseases like cancer alzheimers and cardiovascular diseases and how understanding the way the genes proteins and other cellular molecules they work when we learn about that how that knowledge helps us in diagnosing and treating a particular disease that is exactly what molecular medicine is that is very interesting immunology societies have been vital to the global response to the covid-19 pandemic how do you think has the current pandemic given new directions to research in immunology aditi what amuses me right now is that due to this covid-19 now everybody is be- has become very knowledgeable in immunology every person you know is speaking the language of immunology as if all have suddenly become experts in immunology uh yes i would say that uh, see in the short span of time it has taken several companies and countries to collaborate and come up with vaccines against covid-19 using different strategies you know, if you see the different vaccines there are vaccines which are mrna based uh some are based on the killed virus there are subunit vaccines attenuated virus vaccines yeah so it is all because of the cutting edge research which is going on in different fields of immunology genetic engineering molecular biology and uh, most importantly computational biology also because of the ongoing uh, studies on immunopathogenesis of the virus where various various drug targeting the chemicals responsible for enhanced inflammation or which inhibit viral replication in covid-19 patients are being developed so i would say like immunology is really important yeah that's great coming to the next question cell and molecular biology is an engrossing field of research and provides new insights to the study of human diseases According to you what are the major emerging challenges in this field and how might these be addressed I would say that uh, the current focus these days is on interdisciplinary research So these days you uh, we cannot think of doing research in isolation like the people who like to keep things to themselves who cannot work in a team who cannot collaborate so there is no room for those kind of people collaboration is the key word for doing cutting edge research so major challenge right now i can think of is obviously tackling this pandemic which has caused havoc worldwide 
uh, i would say that systems uh, biology has been responsible for some of the most important developments in the science of human health the system biology it follows approach to de- decipher the complexity of biological systems that starts from understanding that the networks that form the whole of living organisms are more than the sum of their parts it is collaborative and integrates many scientific disciplines like biology computer science engineering bioinformatics physics and uh, it helps us to predict how these systems change over time and under varying conditions and to develop solutions to the world's most pressing health and environmental issues okay thank you molecular biology has a profound impact on life science investigation what are the paramount advancements in the field in the past 5 to 10 years in the past 5 to 10 years if i think um, the gene editing technology okay so that many uh, cutting edge research has been done in the gene editing technology field using the programmable nucleases like zfns zinc finger nucleases talens which are transcription activator uh, like effector nucleases and crispr cas9 associated nucleases uh, in fact the nobel prize last year was awarded for the crispr cas9 discovery this gene editing technology it has promoted the development of cell imaging gene expression regulation epigenetic modification and also the therapeutic drug development functional gene screening gene diagnosis and this technology really has the potential to elucidate biological mechanism behind disease development and progression and i would say also uh, it can help in providing novel therapies for different uh, diseases other thing is the non coding rnas the importance of non non coding rnas in various cellular and nuclear processes so i find these non coding rnas like mirna srna tvrna really fascinating and the mechanism by which they regulate the gene expression is indeed a hot topic of research these days and also their involvement in diseases like cancer that many people are into it and uh, another thing which i can think of is the important concept to reprogram the differentiated cells like fibroblast or hepatocytes to assume a pluripotent stem cell fate so we know that uh, in our body all the cells they have the same genome but why the different cells behave differently is because of the different proteome of the cells of different tissues like what protein a cell expresses that decides the function of that particular cell so there has been a japanese group which has shown that uh, if you overexpress the four transcription factors opt4 sox2 mic and uh, klf4 in the normal somatic cells so these somatic cells then they function as uh, pluripotent stem cells and this finding has allowed the researchers to derive the patient tailored ips and uh, in those ips cell we can study the biology of a host of different human diseases and i think that is a first step and a major step for the future development of new drugs and treatments in medicine and last 
but not the least i would say the studies which are related to the importance of epigenetics in gene regulation okay, so these four things i can think of at this moment that's really wonderful you know when a field is booming like molecular biology today or even let's say genomics and biostatistics we feel like learning more about it and get skilled in it just to you know widen the horizon so do you feel that undergraduate or postgraduate pharmacy curriculum could also include some key aspects and applications of molecular biology to prepare the younger generations for the future what is your opinion yes indeed uh molecular biology and recombinant dna technology is in ever emerging field with new advances coming now and then and there are many pharmaceutical products which can be produced using this technology like different type of vaccines growth factors hormones interferons monoclonal antibodies so it would be great if pharmacy colleges can provide practical applications of biotechnology to students by introducing a dedicated biotechnology or molecular biology laboratory but the problem is in terms of resources like you see cost wise like it is very expensive to set up a biotech lab the instruments which are required they are very expensive and more than that the reagents which we require to run a biotech lab they are quite costly so it all comes up to how much money the college wants to invest in setting up a biotech lab yeah it would be great if they include it in the syllabus so now's a little fun part so if you had to pitch your field of expertise in 3 minutes to some undergraduate student like say me in this case how would you like to do it so i can say god forbid if you are suffering from diabetes what would you prefer taking insulin sourced from pig or insulin which has been produced by bacteria using recombinant dna technology so if you select the latter then you are welcome to attend my biotech class that's all i can say yes ma'am i would select the latter <laughs> so it was great talking to you dr rachna and thank you so much for acquainting us with your experience and knowledge and enhancing our understanding pertaining to this field of research i'm sure the listeners would have found it informative and articulate so once again on behalf of entire acs bcp student chapter i would like to thank you dr rachna for joining us today have a nice evening thank you aditi so much for inviting me even i like to share my experiences with my students so thank you so much <laughs>